Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper, keeper, keeper, whatever he is, to the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. New England's own Van Helsing with me uh, somewhere in eastern Massachusetts, uh, western, whatever, is the blonde bombshell herself. <laughs> And Kerrigan. Well, good evening. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Saw my first uh, Christmas commercial on the TV today. Oh, please. Don't. Just don't. Just don't go there. I'm just telling you what I saw. I'm a, I am a reporter of life. I can't. I just, I can't. I walked into Home Depot last, mm-hmm. oh, Friday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. last Friday night. Walk in the front entrance, right? Immediately to my left is freaking Christmas Wonderland. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. We had walked in there. I said to my husband, I'm just going to go look at the Halloween stuff. Go get your plumbing thing, and I'll catch up with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm wandering around through the Christmas crap in a daze. And I'm like, what? What? Where's, where's Halloween? Halloween, Where is- was, Halloween was in July. Where is Halloween? So I finally, I, I, I snag one of the people. I'm like, um, can you please, please tell me you have Halloween stuff? Oh, yeah, it's down there, he says. It's buried. It's buried. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm like, and I even said to him, I'm like, this is a bit much. It's just, it's too much. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I know it's pretty. It's pretty lame now. I mean, back in the old days, you never had Christmas out until after uh, Thanksgiving, but now yeah. it gets early and earlier. Oh, it's so because so. it's just the typical. But and, I mean, it's the same for Halloween. Halloween goes, goes into the summer now. It's like wow, I guess. whatever. I'm not. It's not. It's not as pervasive as Christmas. No, you know, my local my local job lot skips. They they don't even observe Halloween. They they already. Instead of putting out Halloween stuff in August, they were putting out Christmas stuff. Oh, that's good. They don't even, I don't know what the issue is there. I'm like, not a shred of Halloween to be seen in that store. So, that's but uh, it's just, it just gets back to the, the chief reason that I do not like Christmas is because it's too commercialized and I can't stand it. Mm. So, okay. I know you've all heard, I'm a broken record. You've heard this from me before, mm. but no, I just no. want to say, hey, everybody's no. got their own thing, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not my thing, and uh, but I just want to say I'm very happy to be back on the airwaves tonight. Been, Why? You know, Where were you? We've been busy. No, we've just, um, you know, you and I. Every, every week? We have, but like last week was the Salem. That was amazing, yes. Wasn't the Salem amazing? That was yes. a great, mm-hmm. you know, can't thank uh, Sam Baltrusis enough for uh getting us that personalized tour of the Salem. It was really cool. Really cool. Mm. I enjoyed it. Um, so, anyways. Anyway. <laughs> so, tonight we have somebody 
uh, on the show who I've actually met a couple times. And uh, she is the author of uh, a new book called Haunted Boston, Famous Phantoms, Sinister Sights, and Lingering Legends. I love that And she is Taryn Plum. Hi. Hi, Taryn. Any relation to Christmas plums? Uh, no, that's fine. No, <laughs> oh, good Lord, no. No, 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 so, no, no, no. So, anyways, Taryn is actually a freelance writer, which, you know, uh, it's kind of intriguing because I've heard that, you hear that so many times, and and I met uh, Taryn when she was writing a an article for the Boston Globe. And uh, you, you were a freelance writer at that time, correct? Right, yep. And uh, so... What is a freelance writer exactly? Is is it just that the the papers no longer have staff writers, or or how does that work? Uh, well, they still have staff writers, but they rely a lot on freelance, and um, yeah, freelance is kind of a, it's kind of a difficult existence because you have to really um, just juggle a lot of things, I guess. But yeah, they 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 do still have. Um, staff writers, but they rely more on freelancers because you don't have to pay them as much. And exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Of course not. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Taryn, Taryn, how'd you get into uh, writing? Um, oh, jeez. I, I don't know. I've been writing um, since I was a kid. I always liked to write. Um, it was something that I always really liked to do. Um, and then right out of school, this was before the the crash. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, it seemed like something that would would actually be kind of lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, then really didn't well, you know, but <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I don't know. I just always really liked to write and like writing. Yeah. And and I have to admit, you know, I, I've got your book and uh, I haven't read it all, but I have gone through um, a lot of it. And, I've, and I thought it was, you know, really well put together, which, you know, is intriguing compared to a lot of the books that are out there now. It, it seems like, uh, you know, yours is is really a first class job. I, I I really enjoyed looking at it and, and reading the portions I did read. So I, I want to compliment you on that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't really. I, I spent a lot of time working on it, and um, I wanted to actually tell the stories in a way that was different than ones that were out there. I think just uh, more. So, what inspired you, Taryn, to write this book? Um. Well, actually, it was a it was a friend of actually somebody keeps popping up on Skype. Yeah, that's well. (laughs) We have to warn you about Skypes. When you're on Skypes, we communicate with the station as well, so you've got to get all these pop up things. And one of the things we were actually discussing was that your volume seemed to be very low. That we had have a difficult time hearing you. So uh, since you mentioned it, there you go. No, um, oh, actually, much I was better. Um, much better. <laughs> is that better? Right. I basically have to put my mouth right up to the microphone. Oh, that wow. helps. Oh, sorry. 
It's okay. I get that all the time. I'm I'm very low of speaking, as you know, Ron, from yes. uh, meeting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, the question again was, oh, oh, yeah. So I was um, I was actually uh, it was supposed to be someone else's project, and then they <laughs> they um knew that I was into this you know the paranormal and horror movies and all that kind of stuff and so they recommended me for it and i was totally stoked to uh, to do it i was i had so much fun actually working on this it was it was it was awesome i loved it <laughs> excellent and and i of course uh, you wrote a couple chapters uh, i guess you call them chapters uh about uh, going on investigations uh, with with me, one at, at the Concord Colonial, one at uh, VZ, and I, I like actually, you know, I, I, it sounds because you wrote about me that um, <laughs> I am I am saying this, but no, I like the way you open the book with going on an investigation, and you end the book with going on an investigation, and you fit, you know, all the other stuff. Come, I mean, it had a great flow to it. That's what I really enjoyed about it, and. Uh, Good. Yeah. <laughs> of course, was yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I, yeah. I think I did. I did that on purpose, just because it was. Um, I don't know. It seemed like a natural fit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, especially being with you in Concord at that site, where so many people had died, and there were so many authors who were so famous, mm-hmm. who had spent so much time there, and it just. I don't know. It just felt like it felt so natural just to open it up with. You know, a question of whether this actually happened here, and then closing it with a question of whether this actually happened here. If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. So you're referring to the old manse? Is this? Yep. Is yeah. This yeah. Sorry. Where you investigated with Ron? Yep. Yeah. The old manse. Yep. Oh, that was, that's a fantastic spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it out there. There's just so much history, and yeah, there's so much death. Uh, fabulous cemeteries out that way. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's an awesome location. Yeah, and I, oops, sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> Ron talks over everybody. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, it's it's hard for Taryn too because she's used to being on the other side asking yeah, all the yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's completely unnatural for me because I'm yeah I'm used to asking the questions. Oh, that is funny. I I get that. I get that too. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the old manse was definitely, it's one of the more spectacular places that I've been to. It was just really, really interesting. I mean, just, I, you know, I just love the history of the other. And, yeah. it, and it's never disappointed me. I've always had, you know, interesting things happen uh while I was there, uh, some more dramatic, of course, than others, but uh, it's just like you know, it's almost like going home. Sometimes when I, I go back there, it's it's just a, a great, great place to investigate. Well, you got that creepy baby carriage up in the uh... yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love just um, walking around the grounds there and thinking about that. Here is this house that was literally in the middle of a battlefield. I mean, they could go out in the backyard and you can see the old North Bridge. Um, it's just, it's it's very, uh, it's a feeling, you know? Yeah. It's it's um, it's quite a spot. 
and it's mm-hmm. and the the backyard is beautiful. You can see that there's like a big lake, and uh, with a little well, not really a lake, but well, okay. <laughs> a, a <laughs> pond. Well, like well, like the Concord River. <laughs> a pond. It's a pond. There's a there's a little dock there, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I really enjoy it up there too. Now, have you been to the Colonial Inn up there as well? Also haunted. Um, yeah, I actually have been there, but I haven't been on any ghost hunts up there. But uh, yeah, I've been to the mm-hmm. Colonial Inn, which is a beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. The whole area yeah. right there is gorgeous. Mm. I actually stayed on Haunted Room 24 at the Colonial Inn overnight one time. And- <laughs> ah. Oh, did you was- hear about they were uh, there is actually um, this is unrelated, but that's all right. Um, they're the Bram Stoker's Dracula. They're doing something where a couple can stay in uh, Dracula's old house and uh-huh. uh, sleep in his bed. And sleep oh, in, his bed. in Transylvania? Yes, in Transylvania. Neat. Oh, <laughs> sleep in his bed. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's yeah. actually a, a bed that belongs to one of the kings of England. I forget <laughs> which one. One of the, it might be one of the Henrys. I don't know who it is, but it's a huge bed because he was a huge man. But it, <laughs> it's uh, cursed, and uh, it's in some. I believe it's in a. You know, I don't know if it's in a pub now or what, but it, it was in my one of my books. Uh, I believe the Ghost of Day one, and uh, yeah, it's, a- it, people people were able to sleep, but. You know, they they couldn't get anybody because you know you would end up dying. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bed in a pub. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's a long, uh, long story. But oh, anyway. it's a long story. They all say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if, okay. if you want, I will dig it up during the break if I can. And uh, uh, do I have the book here? Uh, no, I don't. So never uh, mind. <laughs> mine's at mine's at work. Sorry, Van Helsing. Help hmm. <laughs> at work. So, it's, anyways, it's a reference book, yeah. Right. Oh, that's what it is. I, I like it. I mean, it's got 365 ghost stories from around the world, so that, that's cool. But we're here to talk about Terran's book, not mine. Yes, we are. Yes, back on <laughs> and, topic. On topic. And, um, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the way the show is. It just yeah, goes pretty much wherever you're. Okay. Uh, but one thing you do have some graveyards in this book, which I thought would interest uh, my good friend here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What have we got? What's in there? Yeah, I love graveyards. Um, actually, uh, do you know anything about Brookfield, Massachusetts? That's where I grew up. I absolutely do. I used to camp out that way. Really? And oh. uh, yeah, the I love Brookfield. Um, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's what um, West Brookfield is. It West Brookfield has the big giant town common. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been to many cemeteries out there. Which Which one have you got in there? Uh, well, I don't actually have this one in there, but it was oh, okay. kind of what inspired me. Uh, Bathsheba Spooner. Have you heard of that mm-hmm. story? You must have, right? Or I know. Um, is that she's? They thought she was a uh, witch. Yeah, it, it's like she, really old. Well, <clears throat> I guess uh, what got me into all of this is that uh, my mom used to work for the town of Brookfield, and she got me a job at the Rook- at the Brookfield Cemetery, and I was. You know, I was like 16 years old, and I was like, "Is that gonna ah open. neat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me more. I want to hear about this." Yeah. And I was like, uh, "I don't know if I really want to work at a cemetery, but it was, uh, <laughs> uh, what were you, what were you doing there? What, I just what, did what, like what? landscaping and just um, you know lawn mowing, and it, was, it wasn't anything. I didn't have to do anything too 
bad. You had to dig any graves. No. Just prune up the bushes. Or dirty so. people or anything. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't have to do that. They actually had me leave when that actually when that happened. But um. <laughs> in fact, uh, uh, part four in your book is called Grave Matters and includes uh, quite a few uh, stories about crypts and graveyards, including Copps Hill Burial Ground and King's nice. and King's Chapel. King's Chapel, yeah. And uh, Granary Burying Ground. So, you, oh, my you favorites. Talk, do you want yeah. to talk a little bit about those? Uh, sure, yeah. I visited all of those. Um, let me see. I'm looking at the book right now. But can we back up to Bathsheba again? Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> we kind of went... Well, she started to talk about her, but I... I, then we. Oh, I thought you said you already were, and that was where we went. So you oh, okay, but I didn't know if she had a particular story associated with Bathsheba. Oh, oh, yeah. It was just, um, it was just. Uh, I was kind of in the beginning. I was just kind of freaked out about working in a cemetery, but then I got to looking at the stones and learning about the history, and it really intrigued me. And it, well, you know the story of Bathsheba Spooner. She was um, reputedly killed her elderly husband. And I don't know what year it was. It was in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. She was a nurse. She and she seduced some soldiers, and she had him thrown down a well. And uh, ah. <laughs> and then uh, she said she was pregnant, and then they hung her, and then they found out she was pregnant after they hung her, and then. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. But now the story is uh, no grass grows on his grave, and that's true. I've actually seen it. So that was one of the things that really in- interested me. That's about- cool. Uh, yeah, her husband, uh, Joseph, I think his name is Joseph Spooner. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, I, sure. no, no, yeah, and he said to haunt the woods around Brookfield. So that, that really got me in, interested. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's, that sounds like a road trip there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, show. You know, we could check this out. <laughs> we could totally we'll Paranormal investigating and your cemetery tripping. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, love, I love that whole area that... Um, we used to camp at Ocam, and we'd go out to Brookfield and up in Rutland and um, uh, Barry. I mean, it's just, uh, it's really historical. It's beautiful. Um, there's, they have great historic cemeteries. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a beautiful area in central Massachusetts. And I don't think, you know, most people go, oh, where is that? And it's, it's really... Um, it's a great spot in um out in the um the Salem Cross Inn is out there. Just a, a, a great a great place. So all right. Mm. My plug for Central Mass is over. So yeah, tell us tell us I about didn't... the cemeteries. Yeah, the the Granary, King's Chapel, Cops Hill. Those are fantastic. So those are in your book? Yep, yeah. I um visited all of those. So I had Cops Hill and yeah, all all of the main ones in Boston, um, King's Chapel. The one that I really liked, or that really was intriguing, was the Old North uh, Underground Crypts. Oh uh, yeah, I've never. I I that's. I need to get in there. Oh, that was I've so cool. Never been in there, yeah. <laughs> that was like so. It was totally cool. It's just um, the story of it is um, amazing because they just. Uh, they uh, just, they estimated, let me see, I gotta look. 1100? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're more prepared than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was something like thousands and thousands of people that they buried in there, and then they um, made use of a um, 
what is it? Well, actually, when you go in there, I don't know, if you read the book, it's, it's you, when you go in there, you go through a columbarium first. You know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Caches, yeah. Yeah. And then wait, you... wait, 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 wait. For those who we don't know, why don't you tell us? Uh, so a columbarium is uh, essentially, it's um, where they keep, it's like little, I don't know how to even explain it. Vaults? <laughs> yeah. Vault, little, little, tiny a little, little draw. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's very elegant looking compared to a cemetery where people's ashes are kept. Mm-hmm. And so you, oh, okay. Yeah. So you go through that first, and um, it's it's. I thought I had pictures in here, but I don't. Anyway, so you go through that first, and then you go into the um, <laughs> into the crypts, and the crypts are really they're really interesting. It's just. Um, and you can hear the people walking around upstairs, going into Old North Church. Mm-hmm. You feel like the floor is going to fall down on you. Uh. <laughs> is is wow. the public allowed to go into this? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's like $5 to go. You have to do a tour, and the tour, I think, is uh, every hour on the hour. But oh, cool. it's not, yeah, it's not very much, but it's, it, it definitely is worth you know, paying. Five bucks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of, course, of course, it's 125 for parking. <laughs> take the tea in instead. Tea. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, take the tea. I don't think you can take the tea from Drakeit, but um, yeah, take the tea in. Right. I just want to throw a word in here about the granary mm-hmm. because there is a gentleman uh, dressed in colonial garb, and he stands stands at the entrance to the granary, mm-hmm. and this guy, um, and and actually, my friend Russ has suggested that we should have this guy on the show. Um, he knows every single thing about every stone in the granary, and he hands you a little map, and he asks you to please return it when you're done. Uh, and he huh. just asks him anything. He knows it all. He's, he's amazing, and he's been there for years and years and years and years. Um, I, I don't even know how many years. Uh, so, okay. Just that's you know it. his name? Because... I do not know his name, and I should, no, should find out. That's a lot of help, yeah. I, I know. I'm sure I can find out. But uh, he's just, he's amazing. I'm awed in his presence. Let's just say uh, there that. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if I, um, I think it, it was under construction when I actually visited it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Mm. The area next to it was. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, of all these cemeteries and, and crypts that you went to, did you ever get spooked at all or... or? Um, I'm trying to think. I uh, well, definitely the the old North um, church the was definitely yeah. That was that was creepy because it it was just you go in there and um, you guys should, should definitely do it because it's it's an interesting experience. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you it's just you're underneath the church and there's all these souls supposedly under there and. Mm-hmm. You have the duck underneath t- um, underneath pipes and um, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. You step over all this debris that from years and years. Oh and wow! Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to, the other cemeteries. Let me see. Cops is one, and I believe King's Hill. Did you uh, King's Chapel? Chapel yeah. and the Cops. Cranary. Yep, Cops is right up the street from Old North, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the one that I have, the one big Boston cemetery I have not been to. Really? 
Really? Yeah, and it's the oldest. Yeah, it's right up the street from um, Old North Church. I mean, you got to climb the steep, steep hill to get up there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's just I've never I've been, I keep trying to get there, and I I just have never gotten there yet. But it's supposed to be the most haunted, I think, too. Mm. <laughs> as far as what I've heard. so, what do they say about Cops Hill? I, I mean, what that's in your book, right? The the haunting. Right. Um, well, a lot of it is just the desecration of the graves. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of grave robbings. There was a lot of um, uh, just they pulled the the uh, markers out of the ground and used them for just crazy stuff. Um, when Cook used used a, a literally, this is disgusting. <laughs> when Cook used a, uh, I mean, just imagine this a. Uh, a marker as a baking plate. Ew. Oh. <laughs> I, I just think that's disgusting. That's crazy. Uh, they were also used for um, chimneys, roof tiles, mm-hmm. cellars, road improvement, pol- uh, road improvement projects. Yep. They basically just pulled up all the stones and just used them for whatever they wanted to use them for. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So they say that, that, the, that the dead there were not happy with that. Um, <laughs> So, uh, what if you get haunted bread? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that that was like. Ugh. Well, you know those uh, those old Yankees. They just uh, you know you make use of of whatever is at hand. Uh, that's called grave robbing. I don't care. If you're I would agree. Body. I'm not arguing about that. But that's what they did, and they put them in stone walls and exactly you yeah. know, foundations. There's <clears throat> There's a house here in East Bridgewater that has one in the foundation. Yeah. Oh, you're in Bridgewater? Uh, east. Yeah. East oh, Bridgewater. To, I wrote about Bridgewater in the, in the book, actually. That's <gasps> oh. Anyways, we are coming up to, we're coming up to the break, so we'll have to get to that in, uh, when we come back. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ann Kerrigan and Ron Kolick and our very special guest, the author of Haunted Boston, Tara Plum, and we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet Pararex, Planet Paranormal and Beyond. Hey, listen, high atop of Nuns Hill in Groveland stands the Chapel of the Little Missionary Sisters of Charity in Vesey Memorial Park. This serene scene will be the location for one of the most extraordinary events ever to be held. For three days and two nights, these sacred grounds will host the realm of Dan Brown's best-selling novels, Angels and Demons, and The Da Vinci Code. As part of the event, like in the novels, you'll become a symbolologist and follow a set of clues on your own quest to find a missing relic. And there's so much more. Costume dining with the dead, a conclave, a Da Vinci ghost hunt, red light seance, workshops and presentations, a papal death mask, a replica of the Shroud of Turin, and speakers like Keith Johnson from Ghost Hunters, Steve Parsons from the UK, psychic artist Nancy Smith, and Ron Kolick from Ghost Chronicles, and many others. Go to NewEnglandGhostProject.com, that's N-E-GhostProject.com, or CirclesOfWisdom.com for more information and to purchase tickets, or call 978-455-6678. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. 
Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Taryn Plum, author of Haunted Boston. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So what's um, you were going to tell us about? So well, what's in the book? Before we get to that, before we get to that, before we lose cemeteries, uh, I do want to mention that did you, uh, were you aware of the, the latest one that happened in Lowell? Uh, a gentleman went to visit his his brother's grave, and uh, he fell through the grave next to him into ah! the coffin. Oh no! Really? Oh, my God! Yeah. In Lowell Cemetery? In Lowell Cemetery. So I just wanted ah! to get that out there because it's our job. So, be when you're walking through cemeteries. <laughs> Wait, is that the big one? I'm trying to think. Uh, it could be. I'm not sure of the exact cemetery. I don't think they gave it out, but uh, yeah, the Garden Cemetery. Uh, it could have been, but. Uh, Think, yeah. I'm not sure exactly which one it was, but uh, I, I, anyway. So, it, public service announcement: If you're walking in a cemetery, it's a little softer than your feet. Get the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if that would be really cool if that's one with uh, which which Bonnie is that? Yes, which Bonnie? Uh, yes, okay. it yeah. it knows all about which Bonnie. Oh yeah, which <laughs> yeah, she's she's creepy. <laughs> she is. She is. She's beautiful. I love which part. Yeah, yeah, she's beautiful. I love. I love cemeteries. I, I think yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> you, get, you get around, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I do. She's a correspondent, man. She's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so Bridgewater. And- yeah, what's in the book about Bridgewater? 
I, um, I guess. Yeah, so I uh, actually there were these. Um, is a really good documentary out uh, about it, and I believe mm-hmm. the name of it is just the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, uh, which, is, by the way, Anne that is, is in correct. It. <laughs> Have you? And, yeah. and, and myself. It's a really uh, you guys are okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a great documentary. Yeah. Um, they did a really fantastic job, and it's just it's such a creepy place. Um, there's so many things that happen there. You got the ghosts and the demons and um, possibly Bigfoot. And um, right. all kinds of U- UFOs and all puck kinds wedgies. of yeah, puck wedgies. Puck right, exactly. That's our favorite. We love the puck wedgies. Don't Do you like? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just love saying it. You know. Yeah, puck wedgies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's just such a, um, a weird place, I guess, because it's just, just so much that went on there, and you got the, the satanic element. And you have um, people who were not believers who go in there and they become absolutely believers that that place is completely haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like cops who worked 20 years in there and they're just like, yeah, um, this place is haunted. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's truly haunted. Um, so I don't know. It's, yeah. So I, I, um, I talked, I have a chapter about that in there. Up of the Bridgewater Triangle. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, our friend Aaron Kaju, Manny Familare, um, yep. they've been on the show and they did do a fabulous job with the documentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great, um, great movie. Yeah. I was really honored that um, Aaron asked me, uh, asked to have me included in it. And I just talked very, very briefly, you know, about the hauntings in East Bridgewater. And um, it's just, it, it was just great, you know. I was yeah. honored. Um, and my friend Mar- Mike Markowitz is in it. And he talks about um, EVPs and also hauntings um, within the triangle. And we were really excited when it got on Destination America, and we both made the cut. Well, like, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch texting him. I'm like, I made it in. I made it in. <laughs> well, have you experienced anything yourself living in East Bridgewater? Uh, anything? Well, I used to have a paranormal team, um, East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, and we did quite a few investigations uh, in homes in East Bridgewater. And I, you know, I, I truly believe this is a really highly active area. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was, that was one of the reasons, because I had the team in East Bridgewater, that um, they included me in the documentary just to talk about you know, this particular area, because East Bridgewater is right in the heart of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely cool. a cool spot. I didn't, uh, so what part, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were in the documentary. I have to think about <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, they have me standing um, in a great, the, the ba- in the backyard, background of me is a, uh, the Hobart family plot. And Mrs. Hobart uh, is one of the supposed haunters of the East Bridgewater Town Hall, oh. uh, where I, I work. I, I don't work in the town hall. I work uh, for the town. But uh, that, so they had me set up in that plot. It was a beautiful shot. Um, you know, Aaron knows his stuff. He's a, uh, yeah. really great with the cinematography. And so... Um, it's towards, I think, more the beginning 
of the documentary. <laughs> Maybe like the first 15, 20 minutes. That's really cool. So <laughs> you can go back and see me. <laughs> and of course, you can always check me out throwing Maureen to the ground and yeah. pushing the pug wedgies out of her. Yeah. Is that is that that re- yeah that is that your video? The one where the the pug. Yes, it is. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes, it I is. I remember that from the video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can see it on. Uh, you can actually see it on uh, YouTube if you go uh, Google totally- uh, when pug wedgies <laughs> attack. So, but actually, that happened twice, and, and it's another part that uh, that uh, nobody else has but us. But it's it, it happened earlier than that. That's the second one time it happened. But uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting night. Let's put it that way. So that was <laughs> wow, really? Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. Was, um, okay, that's really cool. I didn't know that was. Your, yeah, because <laughs> I remember that distinctly in the movie that mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah, most people do. Yeah. <laughs> where where often do you see someone tackling someone and, and screaming, "Get out the name of Jesus!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. yeah there you go. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, your your book is actually like the uh, Bridgewater Triangle, and the, that it's it, the, there's so much going on in it, and and you know we talked about the cemeteries, we talked about some of the <laughs> the ghostly stuff, uh, the investigation, but I mean you've got the Dover Demon in there, which is. Yeah. One of my favorite things. Uh, mm. what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? The go, the Dover Demon. I don't. Um, I, I'm not really sure. I guess. I think something happened because it was there were at least a few distinct situations where they saw some kind of weird animal mm-hmm. or being. So. Um, and it was in the paper. I mean, they and there was actually an interview. I think I wrote about it in there. There yeah. was a follow-up interview where, like, twenty years later, he said, "Yeah, I, I still, I believe what I saw." So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, there was something that they saw. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I don't, yeah. What about you? I mean, do you, do you, what do you think? You know, it's, <laughs> in studying the paranormal, uh, Taryn, to me, it's the witness. That's what it's really all about. I mean, we can sit back and and away from the thing and, and make up all kinds of uh, explanations and excuses. But, uh, you know, to them, when it happens, it's it's the real deal. And, yeah, and, real. and unless you're really there, you, don't, you really, you know, can't grasp everything. So <laughs> to me, anyways, I, and I noticed also you, you've got another one of my favorite places in there, of course, which is Dungeon Rock, which is... Mm. Kind of a, a wicked good backstory, and a, and of course a, a great place to visit as well. Yeah, have you been there? Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I just about been to every place that you you had in the book. <laughs> I yeah, haven't I been to Dungeon Rock. Tell me about oh, that. It. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, we, we, road trip then. We're definitely going. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, Taryn. I don't want to steal. Yeah, you. Um, well, you basically uh, you have to hike up to it. And it's just this huge rock, and um, you can climb into. Yeah, right. Basically, well, you can't go inside anymore, as far as I know, because there was a. You walk inside, and then there's like this door, and it's like on a huge, giant door on a, a on a chain, and you try to pull it open, and it won't open. Um, oh, what was this? Uh, this was at least a year ago, so you can't. I don't. Oh, think... so this is new then. Oh, that's a shame. That's that was an awesome place. Go ahead. Oh, you used to be able to go into it. Yeah, you can go deep into the bowels of it. Oh my god, uh, where oh. is it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Where is it actually? Lynn, right? 
Lynn? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Lynn. So. Yeah, it's it's really really a cool story because it, it all starts off with uh, pirates. So how can you get any cooler than that? Ah, <laughs> you know I love pirates. Yeah. And yeah, it, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Right. Um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, you can't go into it anymore. I wish I could go. I wish I could have gone into it. That would have been so cool if I actually could have gotten into it. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find it. Bear with me. Sure. Um, I can give you the backstory if you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, uh, all right. So, yeah, it was uh, pirates that showed up on the Saugus River. Mm-hmm. And of all places. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then so four of them came. <clears throat> well, do you want to just read from this? Obscured uh, by dark cloaks. Um, they basically came into the woods and this was in the 1650s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they were into. And I got this from historian Edwin uh, Ed- Edward Rose Snow. Oh, sorry. What did you say? They were intercepted by the British. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, you probably can tell the story better than I can. But um, Do you want me to give it? I'll tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was. I don't know. All right. So it was. It was uh, Thomas Veal. Yep. <laughs> Thomas Veal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the one who escaped. So he was the one who escaped. So he fl- fled into the forest, um, and then he found a hideout in this huge cave. Um, and then, supposedly, as they say, there was some treasure in there that he kept. But then I believe that there was an avalanche. Um, earthquake. Earthquake. And he was trapped. Right, earthquake. Earthquake, or earthquake in okay. Lynn. It's earthquakes in New England all the time. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Avalanche. avalanche. No, it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's better better than avalanche. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> okay. Because there's no mountains. And then in there the- was this guy, Hiram Marble, who um, was completely dogged in trying to find his he was a spiritual uh, treasure. Yes, right. He he just devoted his entire life basically to trying to find um, Veal's treasure and his bones, and he dug into the ground and dug into the ground and dug into the ground for years and years and years, and he didn't really ever get anywhere. Um, but it's just an interesting story about. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. The, I think about. Yeah, he was he was actually a spiritualist and. Uh, he was supposedly getting his directions where to dig uh, from. Uh, oh, right, right. Yeah, from, from Veal the, himself. Yep, from Veal himself. So, it, it, yeah, it's. Uh, right, that's right. It's, it's a cool story, a very, very cool story. And, of course, they never found the treasure, and there she is. So, I, I am so bummed out that you can't no longer go into it because we, we went deep into the, the cabin. It would flood out. Uh, in the springtime, but you could go very, very deep into it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I couldn't. It's it's definitely you can't go in there anymore. Well, oh, that's it's, a it's, shame. Uh, is, is it like uh, under the mass DCR now? Uh, it might be. I, don't it, know I can for guarantee sure, but... you, like the DCR is just you know there's they're party poopers. They just don't like to let people <laughs> in anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's all, you know. I, they don't. That would be so cool. <clears throat> yeah, right, right. He wrote um, 
So he said, don't be discouraged. As of the course, you are in the right direction at present. You have one more curve to make before you take the course that leads you to the cave. So that was supposedly what uh, Veal wrote to uh, Marble. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was right. He was speaking to him. Supposedly, he was supposedly speaking to him directly, um, telling him where to dig. But he didn't actually find his. Wow. Nope. Well. Um, yeah. Yeah, you neither, can't. Neither, you can't find them all. neither could I when I went there. <laughs> ben Helsing was in there with his shovel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, Maureen with yeah, us, and, and Chris Belzano was with us as well. Oh, oh really? wow! That was back in the day. Okay. So, uh, I mean, the, this book, this book, it's got so many cool stuff in it, and you talk about the islands as well. And uh, would you like to give us one of the stories from the Boston Harbor Islands? Oh yeah, sure. Um, which one is my favorite? Yeah, give us your favorite. That's I great. was going to ask you. That was my next question. <laughs> I think um, I am a sucker for um, for really that love, love stories that don't end well. I've always been into history. So <laughs> I love Cleopatra and Mark Antony, and they they didn't uh, they didn't exactly end up that well, but. Um, I, <laughs> I think uh, the one for me was um, definitely the Lady in Black <clears throat> um, uh, in Fort Warren. And she, uh, I think the the point for me was that she possibly had a hand in her husband's, she was trying to, she was trying to get him freed, but she, as so they say, she was the one who dealt the blow that shot, you know, that killed him. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think that that is very intriguing because um, it's just, if you think about that, why wouldn't she be haunting the place? Because she would be completely <laughs> distraught and destroyed because she was the one who actually killed her husband and she was trying to free him. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, do you know you know the story of the lady in black or do you want me to? No, you tell us. I mean, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what I know, it's but what our audience does. That's right. That's okay. So you're speaking to our audience, not really to us <laughs> as well. So. Um, okay, so yeah, so the lady in black, um, so basically her husband was a Confederate soldier who got taken, I don't remember, uh, in 1861. His name is Andrew Lanier, or so they say. Um, uh, and he got taken to uh, Fort Warren, on George's Island and she heard about it and she was from Georgia I believe yeah right yeah and um <clears throat> she basically took men's clothes and made her way up to Quincy and she wanted to free her husband and she secured a boat and she hopped over on a boat on a really windy and gross night. And she got there, and there were sentinels, and she was um, trying to figure out how to get her husband out. And so she, they had this song that they liked to sing. Uh, this is from... Holy mascot Nadler, but um, drink to me only with thine eyes. So they used to whistle that and sing that to each other. Oh. So, 
she was trying to um, find her husband, and she was whistling that song, supposedly. And um, she was dressed in men's clothing. And then finally she found her husband, and they hauled her up with a a blanket rope, I believe it was. Um, And so she tumbled in to where her husband was, and they had their nice reunion and everything. And then they spent months, or not months, but for quite a while trying to uh, dig themselves out um, in the basement there. Yeah. And uh, so... Then one day they tried to escape, and uh, she and her husband got caught. Um, yeah, well, they were in a they were in some kind of cave, and so basically what happened is they got caught. Um, the general who caught them, Dimmick, that was his name, right? Is that mm-hmm. correct? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> so basically he um was dogged and trying to <clears throat> get them and um so he he pulled them out he he drew them out of the cave and as he didn't know that she was there, so she accidentally shot her husband when she was trying to kill uh Dimmick. And then um <clears throat> So then she got, she was hanged for being a, uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> a spy uh, or a traitor? Yeah, yeah, for being a, um, being a law against the state. But she asked that she wanted to be hanged in a dress. So it took them a little while to get a dress. Oh, and supposedly nice. it was this very big costumey sort of black, uh, like opera dress almost, I guess. Frock. But, yeah. With frock. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not really sure where it came from. I think that it might have been, yeah, it could have been from the um, the local uh, clergy or it was from a local, um, from a nearby uh, theater troupe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she asked for that. They think it was delaying ta- tactic. <clears throat> so that she didn't have to get hanged, but they found her the frock, and they hanged her in that. And then, since then, she has been seen uh, just carrying lanterns and walking around, leaving footprints where nobody would ever be walking. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Choking people is one of the worst things, (laughs) supposedly, that she has done. Um, Grabbing people from behind. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, rolling rocks back and forth um, in a place where men used to play poker because she was annoyed by them playing poker in that room and then they, they stopped playing poker in that room. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> oh, if answering. someone's throwing rocks at me, I might be inclined to not do that. <laughs> answering, answering phones, like, yeah. So um, so it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting story. I think that she's, um, if she is there, I think that it's because she's pretty upset that she was the one who uh, dealt her Kill her husband, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all these places in the book, did you visit all of them? Uh, I didn't go to all of them, but I went to I went to most of them, actually. Yeah. Um, I loved doing the research. It was 
That's the coolest a, part, I think, anyway. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. <laughs> did you go to the Westford night, my neck of the woods? Yes, I did. Yep, I went there, which is... Totally disappointed, right? Yeah, because it's right there <laughs> on the road, and you've got traffic going by, and it's... <laughs> yeah. It's not much of a... I mean, it's cool to see, but you're kind of in the middle of a suburb with uh, this monument just sitting there. Yeah, Steve Parsons from the UK came over a couple of years ago, and I decided to take him there. And we went there, you know, and we finally got there, and there was this big hunk sheet of plywood all over it and, and oh, cracked sheet tape geez. all around it, so he couldn't even see it. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it was funny. It's one of our best adventures, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyways, uh, I, I like- now, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I liked, uh, maybe that's not the right word, but I, I visiting the, the mental hospitals. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, those are I'm just just so architecturally interesting, uh, historically interesting, just, like, creepy in their own right. Um, the Met is one of the ones I went to. <clears throat> and then you have Danvers, of course, where you have the cemetery down there. Um, yeah. They're just interesting places which is is now uh uh, condos but that's all right right (laughs) i know right well did you ever see session nine with um david caruso that was a pretty good movie actually was it oh cool no (laughs) i didn't see that oh you should what you should you you should um it it's kind of like a character in the movie almost um the hospital oh my goodness (laughs) pizza pizza from the dead (laughs) is here so, which is me, we got to wrap it up. Uh, the one thing I'm curious about is, is you went on those two investigations with me, uh, and I, I thought your your reporting of them was fairly accurate in the uh, in the book. What what were your thoughts? Did you did you expect more out of them or less out of them? Uh, um, I guess I. I was. was def- oh, sorry, what? Okay. I, I was definitely um, the one at the manse. I think was uh, definitely creepy for me, especially when we were up in the uh, attic room where the clergyman used to do. We used to sleep. Used and, to practice, and, yep. Yeah, and the door was open, and I just felt like someone was going to grab me from. Uh, literally, I just I kept looking into the dark of the <laughs> attic, and yeah. So I, I um, I don't know. I it was creepy as um. I guess, as Fox Mulder would say, I want to believe. Um. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you're just going to have to come again so that you can maybe get something to believe. So speaking about that, uh, we're talking with Taryn Plum, who's written the book uh, Haunted Boston. Excellent book. I recommend it. Uh, any more books uh, coming up, or do you think? Or do you think you'd do a sequel to this? Um, <laughs> I hope so. Um, I would like to... I, I've written a lot of fiction, so... Um, I'm really into horror and stuff like that, so, um, yeah, I I would like to, yeah, (laughs) in the future, but you can never tell for sure. But, uh, yeah, this was a lot of, uh, this was like a a ton of fun to write. It was was excellent. So we're just about out of time. Taryn, if someone was interested in uh, finding out more about you and and your writings and the book itself, where could they go? Um, I would suggest they go to uh, Facebook. Then um, they can um, get some actually author signed copies. But yeah. Oh, cool. Or just um, and I think, he, I think earlier I... we posted an Amazon link as well. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Although my although my copy isn't signed, so I'm a little. Oh, oh well, sorry. you'll have to fix that. <laughs> yes, I can sign that for you. <laughs> so, Ter Terran, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface of what's what's in that book. There is so much into it, believe it or not. Uh, so, thank you so much for being on the show, and we wish you the best of luck, and uh, keep on hunting. That's right. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Taryn. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good night. God bless everyone. Good night, everybody. Live broadcast next week. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck. <laughs>